What should your startup do when you stumble upon an exact copy of what it is that your startup is trying to do? Well, today, we're going to find out. Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hare. And today, we're going to be talking about competition. Uh, it's something that startup founders are uh, usually worried about. And honestly, usually, there's nothing to worry about. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into the question. So the question today is, hey, Jake, what do you do when you come across another startup that's honestly almost an exact replica, replica of what you're trying to build? Uh, going beyond that it's just fine because Coke has Pepsi, Uber has Lyft, etc. You know, competition with startups is kind of a funny thing because um, you're always worried about it. You know, as you grow and as you build your startup, you're, that worry of what your competitors are doing or a new competitor sprouting up uh, never really goes away, to be honest with you. Uh, you'll hear some entrepreneurs say, oh, I'm not worried about competition at all. You know, or you'll hear some people say like, oh, you shouldn't worry about competition at all. And I, I kind of lean more on that side um, where you shouldn't worry about it, but you're going to. You know, like if we're talking about realistic uh, expectations for what you can expect as you're building your startup, you're going to always worry at least a little bit about competition. But that type of worry that you have usually changes, you know, as you go. So when you're just starting out and you just have an idea, what you're worried about is that somebody's going to catch wind of your idea and they're going to, because you're so early and haven't really done a lot yet, they're going to be able to speed past you faster than you're able to execute okay so that's usually how it starts and then you know once you start building your startup and you start growing and you know what you, your time is basically pulled into like actually building and and less about like looking around and seeing what the competition is doing so the worry starts to change not oh is somebody going to take this and execute on it because you start having a better sense of like wow this is really difficult you know if somebody wanted to execute on this idea or any startup in general it's not like they can just snap their fingers and start building a company. So your worry changes to, am I innovating fast enough? Like, is there something that they know that I don't know? Is there a recipe that they have that I don't have? You know, and so your worry starts being less about like them overtaking you and more about, are is there some secret that they have that's going to allow them to be successful that I haven't really figured out yet? You know, and then as you get further along and you start getting bigger hiring a bunch of team members, you, you know, you start getting closer to like what would be defined as product market fit. The worry changes again to where now you're worried less about that or either of those two previous things. And now what you're worried about most is you're worried about the impact that those competitors could have on things like your valuation, things like your a potential acquisition, uh, things like the partnership potential that you have or uh, the connections that you might make because now you're not as seemingly special anymore, right? Um, but let's kind of walk through because what I want to focus this conversation on is is that first stage um, because the last two stages, you know, there's that worry is not, not going to go away and those are a lot less psychological and honestly, they're pretty practical, right? Should you be looking at your competitors even if they're just starting out to see if there's any small like things that they could be doing that, maybe you haven't thought of yet. Yeah, of course. Do most startups do that? No, because they just don't have the time. You know, it's too difficult 
when you start building your company, you're already wearing a hundred hats. It's way too hard to be looking behind your shoulder and looking to see what your competitors are doing. It would be nearly impossible to do that. Um, if anything, it's a little bit paranoid to do that. Um, later down the road, when you have product market fit, you will 100% have people popping out of the woodwork because at that point, people see that you're successful, right? It's probably the first time that people are even catching when to exist. And so you have to look at it and think, if I see that, you know, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm just starting out and I'm looking up to these other companies that are doing this stuff, like maybe I should be doing something similar too. Look at how many marketplaces started popping up after Uber and, and you know, like Airbnb started becoming successful. A ton. After Facebook started becoming successful, everybody wanted to start a social network. You know, it happens over and over and over. It's happening today with NFTs, you know, or blockchain or crypto. All these platforms are doing it. And now it's like, oh, maybe I should do something like that. I'm just going to change it just a little bit and make it a little bit different, which is fine. That's how innovation happens, you know, by iterating on what is currently in the market and trying to make it different or trying to make it better. But it, when you're in the beginning stages and you have just an idea, and you catch, you know, that there's a competitor out there who's doing the exact same thing as you, it can be a pretty demoralizing moment for new entrepreneurs because you are just about ready to embark on this journey. And it's kind of like I used to play, I used to run track in high school. It's like, hey, you know, I, I'm ready to go. Like I'm about to run this race. And then all of a sudden you see this person line up next to you and it's like, oh, you know, like they look pretty fast, you know, uh, they look, you know, th this race might not be as easy to win as I thought it was going to be, you know, and then you see another person line up next to you and then another person line up next to you, you know. And so if you're using that analogy and we, we took the startup part out of it and you were just using that analogy and you had a friend or maybe a kid. I have two sons. They're about that age where, you know, playing sports, they're going to be in high school soon. Playing sports is going to be a normal thing for them. What would I tell them? If they were about to run this race and they saw a couple of people line up next to them, would I tell them, oh man, tap out, like you shouldn't run this race. You know, maybe you shouldn't even run track anymore at all, like, because you're, you're always going to have people line up, lining up next to you. So like, maybe it's just best to like not even try, you know, maybe it's best to just like tap out now and just walk away. Is that what you would tell your own kid? Probably not, right? What you would tell them is like, look. There's going to be other people that want to try to run faster than you. Some of them are going to be able to run faster than you. Some of them aren't. But that doesn't mean you're not going to be able to be successful doing it. There's going to be times when you get first place, and there's going to be times where you get second or third place. There's going to be times where you're not even on the board. But if you keep working and you keep practicing and you keep trying, at some point, it's all about who works harder. Is it going to be you or is it going to be that person lining up next to you on the track or that other person lining up next to you on the track? Which one of you is going to work harder and wants it more and is going to be able to win the race? And that's the way I, I try to look at startup competition at the beginning because honestly, in the very beginning, you're all at the finish line or you're all at the starting line. You know, Now, sometimes you're going to catch that there's a competitor who's maybe already you know, a quarter of the way through the track. But one thing that you have to remember, and there's a really good book out there that I just started reading not that long ago. It's called, uh, I think it's called The Infinite Game. Uh, by, I think it's Simon Sinek, uh, and you know you can find it at the bookstores, or I'm reading it on Kindle right now. But what the book basically says is, if you're a business owner or a startup founder or whatever, you can't treat a startup as a or any business at all as like this 
competition with a finish line because there is no finish line. You know, sure, acquisitions happen, IPOs happen, whatever, but you shouldn't be playing the game that way because the game is a never-ending game. It could go on forever. There's some businesses that have been around for 100, 200 generations, you know. Now, does that mean you're building something for that purpose? No, but if you play the game of business, of startups, as if there is winners and losers, then you are going to be playing the game the wrong way and you, you are going to lose. So basically what he says in the book, um, and maybe I'll talk about the entire book at some point on the podcast, is you should be thinking, like if we're using track as an analogy, that that race never ends. So if you're playing the game as if there's a there's a finish line and you're running this race as if there's a finish line, then you're going to try to sprint really fast around that track. And then you're going to have to take a break and then slow down. And then you're going to build up steam again and then hopefully not quit and then sprint again and keep trying to win this race, right? But the race doesn't have an end. So what are you doing that for, you know? Instead, you need to be intentional about planning out, okay, what is it that I'm going to be doing? What work am I going to be doing here? What practice am I going to be putting in? And so if you look at it that way, it's like, okay, there's competitors on the market. There's people lined up next to me on this racetrack. But there's also people that have already started running the race, like either a year ago they started or six months ago or two years ago they already started. So yeah, they're more practiced than me. They've put in more work than I do. They have more people supporting them than I do. But I'm going to get on that track. And at some point, as long as I work hard and I'm intentional about what I'm doing and I'm driven by my mission, then I should be able to catch up to them, especially in times where they falter. Because at some point they will. Everyone does. Every startup, every business, at some point they falter. And so you, you should be looking at it that way. And I really recommend picking up that book because I had that mindset too. That like there was a, a winner and loser in business. So what it would cause me to do is it would cause me to make really quick, rash decisions that didn't have any, like that had short-term gains, but potentially long-term consequences. And when you change that and you think like, okay, well, there is no winning or losing this game. It allows you to think more long-term and put everything into context that you're currently doing day-to-day into this different mindset that will make you feel a lot more comfortable in the fact that you have competitors out there. Maybe things aren't going as well for you right now, but it's okay because it's not like there's you know, some finish line that you're trying to hit next week or next month or next year. This is going to be a long game that you're playing and you have to get on the track to play it. Okay. So to go back to the competitor piece of this of like, okay, I see a competitor who's doing the same thing as me. The most practical advice I can give you is what would you tell your kids if they were lining up on this track to run a race and other runners started lining up and your, your kid walks over and says like, I don't know if I should even run this race. They look really fast. I don't even know if I should even try. I might just quit altogether. Is that what you would tell them to do? Like, is that the kind of person that you want to be? Or do you want to be the kind of person who looks them in the face and says, you can do this. They might beat you today, but if you go and you practice and practice and practice, when you race them again next month or at finals or next year when you become a junior and they're seniors, you, you can beat them. Will you? I don't know. I'm not sure if you'll beat them or not. 
But I can tell you that if you decide not to run this race, if you decide to quit right now because they look fast and that's the reason why you're doing it because they, they seem like they're going to do better than you. Why even try at all? Why try anything at all? Why play the game at all? You know, so that, you know, hopefully take that to heart. I know it's not like there is no good, like, Oh, do this and this and this and this, you know, uh, it's really more about what kind of person do you want to be when you're looking around you and seeing that there's competitors, because no matter what you do, there always will be. It just depends on where are they on the track and are you the kind of person who is okay with that? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. If you have your own question you want to get answered on the show, just visit launchchat.com and send us your question either anonymously or let us know who you are so we can shout you out on the show. Also, Leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to us on. It definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.